Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Around the nation and around the world, here's your host, Alexander Garrett. Oh yes, tomorrow night there will be magic as we flip the calendar from 2016 to 2017 at midnight on January 1st, 2017 in Times Square where the ball will be dropping before your very, very eyes. By the way, there's going to be an extra second to get to 2017. Of course, 2016 couldn't go just right away, could it? It had to take an extra hour. I'm Alexander Garrett keeping it real and maybe really odd one last time in 2016 i'm glad to have y'all with me along the way this year and while the revelers will be out there in times square along broadway and 7th avenue one guy the guy in new york city doesn't understand it new year's eve we expect as per usual over a million people i'm not quite sure why a million people want to stand in the freezing cold for long long periods of time but they do and we'll be ready for them. All right. That, of course, is the brilliant voice of Mayor Bill de Blasio. Now, now, here's the thing. What? Uh, why are you crapping on a tradition that's what been around since 1908 in Times Square? Why are you crapping on that tradition? Because it's a tradition that actually makes your city money. It's a tradition that actually people are wanting to see that. Once in their lifetime, maybe. At least once. Even people in the city probably do. But, as the mayor of New York, to say that is just absent-minded because you're supposed to be welcoming these people, not saying, hey, why are you doing this? And if you feel so strongly about people staying out in the cold, why are you going to be there to push the button with Ban Ki-moon, by the way? Why don't you just not show up if you don't think these other people who are you know, going to stand there for hours just to see a big tradition on New Year's Eve show up. Why not just stay home? Watch it on TV, whether you watch Ryan Seacrest or Kathy Griffin and Anderson Cooper, whoever you're going to watch on New Year's Eve. Why don't you just do that instead of showing up, you know, about 1150, although who knows? Well, it's not morning, so you should be there on time. But why, why crap on the tradition and then still show up anyway. And we'll get a little more into de Blasio. But I feel like, I just feel like we've got a mayor that is so, so, so similar to one Frank Drebin, a.k.a. Leslie Nielsen. Protecting the safety of the Queen is a task that's gladly accepted by police squad. For no matter how silly the idea of having a Queen might be to us... As Americans, we must be gracious and considerate hosts. Yeah, see, there, there's a similarity there. Why why crap on the queen? She's 90, by the way, this year, but it's just hysterical. It's, it's buffoonery that our own mayor 
would stand up there and say, why, why are you guys doing this? Aren't you proud of the city tradition? Aren't you proud that in freezing weather, people want to stand out there and be in your city to watch the ball drop? Aren't you? It's about as embarrassing as this video. Did you see this three and a half video, uh, minute video on Twitter uh, produced by the de Blasio team? Um, he says it's not a campaign ad, but l- listen to some of it. That's a video that came out this week, and of course he's getting heat from it because they feel like it's a campaign ad. And did you know our funds went into that video? In fact, uh, there was at least nine hundred dollars spent in it, one hundred seventy dollars to tune that piano at Gracie Mansion. I mean, he's trying to laud himself, but I hope and I pray and I feel like many of these people in twenty seventeen, many of the city residents, will in fact be voting against De Blasio, whoever is thrown up there. Because when you think about it. It's it's fascinating how they're trying to make him sound so great when behind the scenes there's about nine grand juries out for him. He's under tons of investigation. He's lied about having not having one of his close uh, consultants in the room with him during meetings, but the guy's been there. I mean, it's just been a terrible year. And don't forget, ACS, the uh, Administration for Children's Services, yeah, that was a terrible uh disaster this year. Ten kids died under that watch, died under de Blasio's administration. The ACS uh, commissioner had to step down. It's been an ugly year. It's been an ugly year for Bill de Blasio. And yet how defiant he's been, not only not only with the media, with maybe his own staffers, that's what they're saying in the press, and of course with Donald Trump. So you really hope, as we flip the calendar to 2017, this guy is a one-term mayor and he doesn't have to worry about why his city is doing this big tradition and why people are going out in the middle of the cold to watch the ball drop. A historic tradition. And our mayor now is just crapping on it for no reason. Are you trying to drum something up? Are you you trying to be funny? You're not coming off as funny. You're just coming off as, as not respecting the city's tradition. That's the way I see it. I hope you do too. Covering the bases one at gmail.com is my email. And uh, another big city news story uh, is that Wi-Fi among the subway stations. See, this is where real stuff is happening. Forget about what's happening at City Hall. The realness is happening in our city subways. If you've traveled on the subway and gone station to station and you want service, you know you've been out of luck. But Wi-Fi, according to the DNA Info article, um, as sources at the MTA have said, there's going to be Wi-Fi by the end of tomorrow night in all 278 stations. Right now, when you go between Queens, there's very little service unless you're at the major stops. So I hope that changes. I hope 278 uh, stops are Wi-Fi compatible. I noticed the 2nd Avenue subway is uh, has LTE or 3G on it, 4G. So, some good news as we head into 2017. That, in fact, if you need to get on that phone for whatever reason, you can, with the 278 stations, 
having Wi-Fi capability. And I hope that's not a smoke and mirror. I hope that's actually going to happen. And one last thing in New York. I don't know if you listen to New York City Radio. I hope you do. AM 970 The Answer. If you did, you might have heard this. You now know how not to go. I'm Chanel Crispin on AM 970 The Answer. It's Kevin McCullough on AM 970 The Answer. Well, actually, it's the best of Kevin McCullough. I'm Alexander Garrett, producer of After Hours, filling in and presenting you some best of moments from After Hours with Kevin McCullough in 2016. Let's get it started. Yep, that was me on the air earlier today uh, doing a best of special for the Kevin for After Hours with Kevin McCullough on AM 970 The Answer, and I got the honor on Monday as well. And it, it, it feels right. It feels cool. Uh, because as I said to somebody yesterday, Radio for me and media has been a 10-year project since I was in high school. Started with doing PA of even when the Mets came to Viscardi and the basketball tournament, which I still do. Earlier this month, I did as well. But the 10-year project keeps on rolling. It's gone through Spreaker. It's gone through Blog Talk Radio. It's gone through Justin.TV. I don't know if you know what that is. It's gone through, of course, WQMC Radio, the voice of Queens College, I hope they're doing well, by the way. But it's been a project, a project I am relentless at. And to be on not only WNYM, but WMCA doing best of specials is a great start. And I'm so thankful to be where I am right now. And I'm so, so excited at how the the steps have been going further and further up the ladder. And... I'm just ready to keep on climbing in 2017 and see where it goes. Because, again, it's a project I started 10 years ago. Haven't stopped. Haven't stopped doing this. Been more consistent with the podcast, actually. And it's just a cool thing to say I was on New York radio hosting even a, hosting a best of. My voice on New York radio was heard. And maybe it'll keep being heard. We'll see. For now, I, I enjoy producing. I, I like getting the audio. And, and really, the biggest thing about it all is is whatever life throws at me, this board, this radio board, is like my escape. Because I know and I feel it that these the, this was meant, I was meant to be behind the board, mixing and matching, firing audio cuts. Getting guests. I, this this board is my escape from reality, from from life at times. And every day we go live, and there's another day I'm like, yes, I can be behind the board, and I can continue to hone my craft and hone this career little by little. And of course, a year-end thank you to Matthew Sambol and Kevin McCullough, Frank Morano. All the gang in AM 970 and AM 570 and all of Salem Media of New York. You guys are awesome. You've gotten me through a lot. You've encouraged me along the way. You've pushed me to be better. And I understand it as we hit the end of the year, what it's all meant and why you guys have done it. And that I'm grateful that you see it in me because I'm starting to see it in myself. And I want to keep seeing it in myself. And, and proving it day in 
and day out. With that, you know, talk about de Blasio maybe losing the election, hopefully becomes a one-term mayor in uh, 2017, makes that official. There's also a guy that's heading out of the White House, and uh, it's the final countdown for him, too. It is the final countdown for one Barack Obama. And boy, is he not making it easy? He's not making it easy on Donald Trump. We thought the transition would be spectacular. Yes, they're going to get together. They met a couple days after the election. They're, they're really hitting it off. This week it got ugly. This week there have been things that are being done to make it harder for Trump, including snuffing, snubbing Israel including Russia and, and, and putting these sanctions on them, which, which may not be a bad idea. I mean, I don't like Russia. I just think the timing of it is very bad because while Putin is optimistic, it just looks like Obama wants to make hell for Trump before he leaves the White House. But you know, this week he talked with David Axelrod and he had something interesting to say uh, about stepping away. Look... I have to I have to be quiet for a while. I, I and I don't mean politically, I mean internally. I, mm-hmm. I have to still myself. And, and that's gonna take some time. Yes, I mean, it's hard to leave here. It does. I, I know right? in some small way yeah. what that's like. So so you just have to uh, you have to uh, get back in tune with your center and and process what's happened before you make a bunch of good decisions. Now, I want you to hear this first part again. Look, I have to I have to be quiet for a while. I, I, and I don't mean politically. I mean internally. I, see, see, this is the thing about it, though. If you're not quiet politically, how can you be quiet internally? Because internally, you're fuming. You're so pissed that Donald Trump won the election. You can't shut up. You can't stop making things awry before you leave the White House. So how is there going to be stillness in you if you can't keep politically quiet? Because you're passionate about derailing who, uh, derailing Donald Trump, Mr. President. You are passionate about not being still in the political arena. So if you're not still there, how can you be still within yourself? That's sort of a paradox. It's like you want to make hell here, but inside you want to be you want to be calm and you want to be still. I don't know how that happens. Because when you're so motivated and so ready to lay down your, you know, lay down the law before you leave office. And yet, you want to be still inside. How is that a connection? If you're not quiet politically on your way out, I don't think you're quiet internally. I don't think there'll ever be a stillness in you if you continually try and and derail any effort possible. You could be quiet. I, I don't even know how to dissect that because being quiet internally should mean being quiet politically. You can't have it. You can't have it both ways, Mr. President. Look, I have to... 
I, I have to be quiet for a while. I, I, and I don't mean politically. I mean internally. I, mm-hmm. I have to still myself. See, I don't know. Uh, and I'm going to use John Kerry's words here. <clears throat> Sorry. He said the other day that Israel cannot be either can either be Jewish or democratic. They cannot be both. Well, that's a big statement. And it shows that you're siding uh, the Obama administration wants the terrorist uh, government of Palestine to to be favored. So if you say that Israel cannot be both democratic or Jewish, am I wrong to ask you, Mr. President, if you really think you can be still internally, but not still politically? I don't think you can. I think it's in you to be a community, to be an organizer, to be a riler, to be, you know, a guy that just agitates and continually agitates even while you're out of office. It's been built in you. And so to say that you want to have stillness in yourself, you have to take that extra step and have stillness politically and let things happen the way they're going to happen with Donald Trump. I think if you start interfering, it's going to look bad. A lot of people already see are already ready to see you go. You know that, right, Mr. President? A lot of people are ready to see you go. And to continually put us and make us look so upset at losing this ele- at your losing the election, it just puts us and and, and I commend Bibi Netanyahu and Putin, and I shouldn't commend Putin because Putin's a bad guy. But on the same hand, you you guys wanted to make peace with Russia a long time ago, and it hasn't happened. And yes, Russia has done things to say, well, hold on, that reset's not working. But part of it is the U.S.'s fault for not stepping in and, and being tougher with Russia. The reset hasn't worked. You guys wanted it to work. Now Trump might come in and actually do a decent reset. And you're upset at that. Because maybe you're afraid that he's going to be better than you. But do not, do not, do not try and say being politically quiet can include being politically active and not saying quiet politically is the same as being still inside. Look, I have to, I have to be quiet for a while. I, I, and I don't mean politically. I mean internally. I, mm-hmm. I have to still myself. It just, that doesn't make sense. Because if you want to still yourself, you stop with the political agitation before you leave office. You stop rolling out the regulations. You stop pissing off our ally, Israel, and our greatest enemy, Russia. I think Iran's up there too. A new report out today saying that, uh, you know, Iran's been getting money since like even before the, the deal, the deal. But to say you want to be quiet inside, but not politically, that's a disconnect. Because stillness of the soul means you've stopped working for something that's now a losing, lost cause, and you move on. Stillness within oneself is moving on. And if you're not ready to move on, then don't say you want to be still in yourself. Because there is no such thing as being still yet not quiet politically, yet not moving on. 
To be still in oneself is to move on and be graceful and say, you know what? My candidate lost. And and Obama will never say that. Uh, he will, but he'll never completely relinquish the idea that he's out of the presidency. But he is. <laughs> Once the calendar flips, there's about 19 days left until President-elect Trump's inauguration. And by the way, I'm very pro-Trump, obviously, but I have a few burning questions in it going into 2017 for them. Uh, which I'll get into before the end of the night. But to say you want to be quiet and still in yourself is not the same as being quiet and still politically. I think you have to be both or don't be both. Uh, don't You have to be both. Either you're not going to stay quiet inside and you're going to voice yourself. Or you're going to say, you know what? I lost. Time to move on. Got bigger things to do. But he clearly said he's not going to be quiet politically. And then he says, but I want to have stillness inside. There is no possibility to have internal stillness while being politically vocal and politically strategic about throwing off the next commander in chief. And trying to make him in a deeper hole. That's not what that sentence means. So my advice is is stop saying you want to be quiet internally and start showing if you're going to be politically active and just say you're not going to be quiet. (laughs) Just say you're not going to be quiet because then we'll believe you a little more when you say say that because no one believes you when you say this. The... I have to be quiet for a while. And and you won't be quiet for a while. You won't be quiet for a while, Mr. President. And that's a shame. And I hope it doesn't cause further harm to America. Because the less you're quiet, I'm starting to realize, the more trouble we could be getting into. With that, there's an interesting story that no one's talking about. But everybody's sharing on uh, Facebook as Fox News, CNN. They're all going live um, because of an eagle, a couple, an eagle couple having, uh, warming their eggs to hatch. Really fascinating. I'll tell you about it in just a second. So, Frank Morano today is posting about the most underreported story of 2016. And I think this is one of them here in uh, the latter days of the year. Because there are two eagles that have been watching their and, and looking after their eggs, warming the eggs that Harriet, an eagle in Florida, hatched. And of course, it's a big deal because I think the uh, eagle is becoming an extinct animal endangered species. But the obsession with animals this year has been something else. We're feeding, we're live streaming a wait, waiting eggs to hatch. 
And then we're mourning the loss of Harambe, which, by the way, I mean, I know he was trying to protect the kid, but thank God the kid's alive. And so is, is, is the adoration of the animal necessary? Are we just that displeased with the human race that we're just going to cling to animals? I think that's what it is. I think that's why we share mostly cat videos and dog videos and cute videos. And why we crap on people for standing out there for hours instead of respecting their idea that, hey, we want to have some fun on New Year's Eve. Who cares how cold it is? So maybe 2017 we should be, again, uh, focusing on, on having compassion for the human race. And not caring about two eagles that are having babies and hatching egg, hatching eggs. Because that's a distraction. And it's kind of boring. I mean, they're just there sitting over the eggs. And maybe when the the thing hatches, that would be interesting to see. But what a way to end 2016. Because a lot of the year was dominated by what happened on Memorial Day weekend. With the shooting of Harambe. And of course, last year, Cecil the Lion. Yet, and and I'm going to get political here, and I know some people may not agree with this. Yet there was so little, little outcry about the fact that they have found baby parts are being sold. Instead of being used for research. I mean, profiting from an abortion is not cool, and it should be mentioned. I'm glad there was outcry when Lena Dunham said she wished she had one. But the sentiment seems to be choosing to adore the animal, which, which yes, God brought animals to this earth. Pets are great. But he also made man and woman. And maybe 2017, there could be more focus on, on the human side. The... The realness that's actually going on in our cities. Not the big headlines and the big news and everything like that. What's really going on? That's what we have to find out. What What is really affecting humans? I, I think Donald Trump has hit into that. That's why he got elected. He's bringing jobs back. Jobs are a big thing for people. But why not investigate instead of shutting out the idea that unemployment is down because people stop looking? Why strike down these ideas that the human race is affected every day, but then turn around and adore an eagle hatching an egg? Or a memorial for a gorilla that got shot? Because animals are beautiful. But the human race is is what's deteriorating. It feels like going into 2017. And and you you may not want you, you may not listen to this, but if we just paid more attention to why humans are affected the way they are 
instead of worrying about why an eagle or how an eagle is hatching an egg to make an egret, I think we'd be better off. I think in 2017 we'd be better off, to be honest with you. Leave me your thoughts, covering the bases one at gmail.com. Leaving the, uh, leave me an email at covering the bases one at gmail.com. And now, of course, 2016, we did mourn a lot. We lost a lot of great people. And we also lost groups that you may not know suffered loss, more so than is reported. But to start off, let's uh, listen a bit of George Michael, who passed away on Christmas. The irony of that. We'll be right back. We are back here on Keeping It Real slash Really Odd. And of course, he was he lost his life this week at a tender age of 53. Carrie Fisher at 60 after a massive heart attack a week ago. Her mom a day later. Debbie Reynolds, who I didn't know was part of uh, Singing in the Rain until people posted about that. And... While we do mourn these celebrities, and it may sound insensitive, but while we mourn these celebrities, I think we have to focus on each other. Again, we are, we're focused on people here, but we're not in the same time being thankful for those around us. We may mourn the loss of these celebrities. I mean, David Bowie's a bad loss. Abe Vigoda in January. Gene Wilder. People that we grew up with are going. And now, when Steve Martin goes, I'll be honest, that, that's going to be a sad, sad day for me because I love Steve Martin. I think he's the funniest guy, but I think we got him around for the next few years. And I mentioned him because he had to delete a tweet. That was a beautiful tweet to honor Carrie Fisher. I think it's special when the people around these celebrities mourn. And those, they shouldn't have to have their tweets taken down because of backlash. That's not the way it's supposed to be. And I think for us, who's not in that environment, we can mourn. But we can also pay more attention to, well, A, reasons why those things happen. Reasons why celebrity deaths happen, it's because of drug use. Carrie Fisher was having trouble. I read she had a drug relapse. George Michael as well. He did not stay clean. And we don't talk about that because we don't want to talk about the human suffering. But I think talking about the human suffering and why people do what they do is important intrinsically important because if we can address the human suffering with celebrities we can maybe help out 
friends that we know, family members that we know. Instead of just saying, all right, well, on to the next day. No. You know, Robin Williams, he uh, he committed suicide. And this month, a lot of people were talking about suicide hotlines. But before we have to get there, why don't we just talk to people in our lives and say, hey, how you doing? How's life? I mean, I don't know what Trump's going to do with this opioid, but there's got to be a stop to it. People, regular people are dying of what these celebrities are dying of. Yet that doesn't get a light, really. It, it doesn't get a light. And while we're mourning those, nobody seems to want to pick up on the fact that yesterday, the... Law enforcement, the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund put out their preliminary officer fatalities report. By the way, Washington Post put out an article about how police shootings have actually stayed the same. But you want to know something about cop shoot, shooting of cops? There were 135 fatalities. Real families losing their loved ones in blue. In 2016. And this is the highest total since 2011. And and why? Because when they talk about community relations, they're more talking about how the police need to step up their game. Not how neighborhoods can interact with the police in a better way too. So when we're mourning all these celebrities, think of, and, and it's tragic. Families lose loved ones. I mean, this is terrible for the Fisher family. It was terrible for Michael Jackson's family. Those, they were kids when they lost their dad. But let's not forget that real fam- that, that people like you and me are losing people who have dedicated their lives in blue. And... Even our own mayor is is not appreciative enough of the cops. He may think he is, but he's really not. So I really do think that while we mourn the celebrity loss, people we grew up with and idolize and did idolize and did come to know through the screen, I think it's important to, to realize that, hey, they have families, we have families, We have to call our families and be with our families more. Tell them you love them. Tell friends you love them. Tell your loved one you love them. Because life in general is uncertain. But the more we look away from it when we're mourning, I think the harder or tough, the harder a loss it is when we do lose the ones that we love in our lives. So 2017, maybe we should be a little more focused while mourning these celebrity deaths, we should also focus on ourselves and our families and improving our relationships and friendships in life. And make the best of it. Because it, it could all really be gone tomorrow. Well, I'm sorry about this uh, if it's depressing you, but it's basically how I feel. 
on keeping it real, really odd. Now, before we go, I do have a couple burning questions for this Trump administration. Uh, yeah, I said I was going to keep them accountable, and I am. And I am. For instance, why is it coming out that Senator Jeff Sessions is missing records for two decades? Whether it be interviews and speeches. And, and here's why it's important to talk about this. He's going to be confirmed or wants to be confirmed to be the Attorney General for Donald Trump. He made some stupid comments in the past. And I also think he did... It sounds like he did some good work in Alabama. He made some stupid comments, though. But if we're going to comment on how Hillary Clinton did not release her speeches or or comment about why and who, what was in the emails, we should also comment on why Senator Sessions, for a judicial hearing, uh, was missing. Missing a lot. From the report, I think this one example is uh, is politics. They will always try and hide something, and I hope Donald Trump does do press conferences, not just tweet. As much as I love his Twitter, I think he needs to be more transparent than our president currently is. Because if he's not, then we voted for something that is basically the same old, same old, non-transparent government, which. Maybe one day we'll see come to an end. I believe Donald Trump can end it. But not just by tweeting. He needs to be out in the press more and more, day by day. Sean Spicer, he needs to be out there not being a sarcastic goof like Josh Ernest is. And then I got this other burning question for Betsy DeVos, the education secretary. Will you, I know you don't like the public system, but why are... Why are people, teachers and coaches that have been coaching and teaching in these public schools, why are they still getting jobs if they've sexually abused their students? Why are they still getting jobs? Why is the federal government not maintaining a database of teachers who have sexually abused children? Will you work on that? That is my burning question Going into 2017. Will you make sure that while I know you don't like the public school system, it's there. We still make sure that we are handing our kids to people that won't be sexual predators. Because this article by the U.S. State Today is astounding. Astounding that teachers are just leaving one job and able to get another one because no background check, nothing whatsoever. Nobody tells anybody anything. Nobody talks about incidences. Everything is covered up. Why? Why can't 2017 be the year of transparency? Really, really, really. Why can't? As we hit the final countdown in 2016, why can't there be transparency in 2017? With 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.